Instagram over the weekend and the cause of death was not revealed. Victoria Lee, she was nicknamed the prodigy because she was considered an MMA phenom at such a young age. And there was some expectation that she would actually be more successful than her older sister, Angela. She graduated from and wrestled for Mililani High School. In 2020, she won the HHSAA championship in the 117-pound weight class and signed with one championship at the age of 16, officially turning pro at that young age. And she had quite the start to her professional MMA career, winning all three of her fights in 2021 via finishes, rear naked choke of Suisa Streisand, armbar win over Lu Ping Wang, and TKO of previously undefeated Victoria Souza. She did take a break, though, in 2022, which is why 2021 was her last fight just to focus on school and graduating as she she did graduate with the class of 2022 and her next fight would have been on January 13th so it would have been just a few days away and again we just wanted to send our deepest condolences and it just I can't imagine what it's like for the Lee family right now because if you're if you followed the family and you you see them on social media they're just so close and very uh, all in on on MMA and you know not only is like the Hawaii community mourning for the loss of such a young life but also the MMA community because everyone in the MMA world was very familiar with this up and comer and safe to say future champ so again our heartfelt condolences to those of those friends and family members of Victoria Lee and yeah just uh, Angela Lee did ask that everyone just give her family just the space that they need and the privacy and yeah that's all and just please people just stop speculating all kinds of stuff on on social media going around so um yeah it's just a it's just a sad thing to have encountered over the weekend and, and kind of a shock like I was still kind of in shock after reading what Angela Lee had posted on her Instagram. It, yeah, it's hard, especially she's so young and she had a bright future in front of her. And, and, and the thing is, too, I, I, I don't know years ago it was, um, you know, I, when when Angela was first coming onto the scene, really, as her being a phenom, um, you know, we got to meet the family, of course, at, at one of the um, events that we put on at the other at our other employer. And I got to meet the family. And the, you're right. The best way to describe it is they're all super close. Um, and. It's heartbreaking. I feel for them. I send my condolences, my prayers, my heartfelt, you know, sympathy to to them because I know what it's like to lose a loved one, and I'm sure as, as sure as everybody does. So you know they're reeling right now. You know a part of them has been ripped out, as Angela said. So you know you, you just be there. Stop. I, I people. I will recommend this. Stay off Twitter. Um, really stay off Twitter. There, there's a bunch of theories going around right now, and 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 it's just. It makes me mad. It makes me mad um, that, you know, let's say one of the family members comes on and sees some of the stuff being said. It's just it's ridiculous. Um, people need to stop trying to, you know, portray their agendas on on certain situations. It's not fair to the to the person. Uh, in this case, Victoria, it's not per- fair to her family. Um, so just stop it. And, and, the, and the reality is I, I love what Angela said at the end um, because we don't know what happened. But but that doesn't mean you don't check on your loved ones. Um, you know, if they're sick or if, you know, they're going through other things, it doesn't matter. Just check on your loved ones. Tell them you love them mm-hmm. because tomorrow's never guaranteed and tomorrow's never promised. And and, and and I think that's the biggest thing I take away here. And, and just it's, it's, it's a tragic loss for a young, young, young person. 
Um, doesn't matter if it's male, female, athlete or not, star or not. It doesn't matter. It's just a, it's another loss of a, a young person who has gone far too young. Yeah, and if all indications point to, which I'm assuming she's exactly like her siblings and her parents, they're all really, really good people. Like if you ever had the chance, like Alan said, to meet them, they're all very gracious. Like they don't, they're just because they're champs or like this really successful family. They're super nice. And Victoria Lee always had like the cutest smile on her face. And yeah, just another life gone too soon. Again, Victoria Lee passing away the day after Christmas at the young age of 18. So once again, from our family here at Hawaii Sports Radio Network, we want to send our deepest love and condolences to the Lee family and those close friends of them as well. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just... I'm... I can't believe this world we live in. I'm, I'm just going down this rabbit hole. I, I, I literally I told you don't I, go down the rabbit hole. I was of Twitter. For, it's I was, not real. Like Dave look, Chappelle said, I know, it's I know, not real. I know. I was looking for something else, and it just it came up, and I, I just I cannot with some of you people, and some of y'all need a reality check in in the worst way possible, or you need to watch reality shows like I do, Alan. No, <laughs> that's 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 a big problem of this world. <laughs> An even bigger problem. That's why it's funny. You just laugh at people. Uh, But anyways, before Alan takes us down his rabbit hole. I'm not going there. I'm just saying. (laughs) Some of y'all got a special place. All right. So just to kind of recap some of the other things going on locally over the weekend, I want to mention some of our basketball teams, our collegiate basketball teams here. With uh, We'll start off with HBU basketball, the Hawaii Pacific University Sharks. Fortunately, men's basketball losing yesterday to Academy of Art, 74-67, falling to 0-6 in the Pac West. Fortunately, though, for the women's side, they beat Academy of Art 62-52, now improving to 5-1 in conference and are now third, only behind Concordia and Azusa Pacific. So shout out to the HP women's basketball team. And I'll say it time and time again. You hear me say it on the broadcast. You hear me say it on this show. It's so nice for the players that were on last year's squad for the HPU women's basketball team to be able to now find this type of success this year after all they had to endure last season. So I'm just, I'm getting chicken skin just talking about it. I'm just excited for them to have this renewed sense of spirit and competitiveness and just, yeah, I'm sure they just found the love of the game once again because having to deal with all they did and I'm stoked for them. Five and one in conference. Whoop, whoop. And and third behind Concordia and Azusa Pacific, who they haven't played yet. So we'll see how that goes. I am so astonished at this turnaround because I expected something better. I didn't expect this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. based on what, when, what happened last year, they're losing a lot of people, of course, rightfully so. They got a brand new coach in. She's got her own stuff going on as, as she heads into her first year at home. I expected something better than what we saw yesterday. I didn't expect, I mean, la- yesterday, last year, I did not expect this. Props. That's all I can do is like with a big smile on my face, just props to them. And, and you know, hopefully that turns around, that in turn is injected into the men's program and they start to see a little bit of a turnaround here because it's been tough sledding for them. But man, that women's program, Katie Novak, woo! Yeah. And fire. Un- fire. Hot like fire. And unfortunately, we don't have any more basketball broadcasts for this month, but we will, as we try to balance like our OIA schedule with our HPU schedule, but we will have a bunch of games in February. Not only will we have basketball, but 
It's the return of, of course, baseball and softball, which are two HPU pro- programs who we expect the a lot better of a year this year than we did last year. One on the softball side, Coach Darnett Lono, a.k.a. Shorty, she's really filled out her roster. We had her on with our last Sharks Weekly. Oh, yeah. By the way, no Sharks Weekly following the show. Um, Sharks Weekly will hopefully return very, very soon. But you can still listen to our previous Sharks Weekly with HPU softball head coach Darnett Lono as she does talk about her ton of new talent on her roster going into this season. And then on the men's side, I mean, they were we were already seeing glimpses of Dane Fujinaka's first year as head coach last season. And now he's had this full recruiting season to come in and we're stoked. So you'll definitely hear a lot more of Alan and of course, a lot more of Kyle as we head into the, and I've, I've been told, or we're working on a few guests, some pretty big time guests during the broadcast. I'll just leave it at that until we confirm it. <laughs> so, this is news to me and yeah. I work here. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. keep, I'm keeping it a secret from Alan too, so don't oh. feel don't feel like I'm keeping it from all of you beautiful people as well because Alan doesn't even know. <laughs> Although I probably will tell him during the break, but it's okay. <laughs> but just for a little bit longer. Yeah. So we'll. Have I'm no a, better. <laughs> so we'll have a really really packed February of HPU sports again. More basketball, baseball, and softball, and of course, still continuing our coverage of OIA sports, which our next broadcast will be tomorrow night with girls basketball. A Really, really competitive matchup between the top two teams in the West Division One with Radford and Campbell. So that'll be they're both undefeated in the OIA, Rock, and Campbell. it'll be and we've done the Radford and Coppelay game. I believe that was our very first no second girls basketball second, game yeah. we did, and we were saying it during the whole broadcast. Like, man, this Radford team is going to be really, really good. And what do you know, Alan Kule knew what she was seeing with her eyeballs and <laughs> could hey, call it. The, the, you know that it, it was a good. It was a good call, and and it reminds me of the famous saying: even a blind girl will find a nut. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. <laughs> I get it. I take it. I take it. I just, I, okay, I'll give you that one. It's Monday. That was pretty good. Pretty, 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 Didn't see pretty that one coming. Good. I did not see that one coming. That's why I'm kind of like, all right, Alan, I'll give that one to you. Um, Coming up on the show, we've got to step aside, but we'll tell you about what happened to poor Colin Morikawa during the Century Tournament of Champions as he was set to pretty much win it having a huge lead, and then, I don't know, I think Alan found a way to mess it up for Colin. Poor thing. So John Rahm got to steal it from him as we head into this week, which is the week of the Sony Open in Hawaii. We'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. Hot like fire. Cool like water. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia. Happy Monday. Hope everyone is being fabulous as we have a very packed week coming up this week, especially later today with the CFP Championship game. But first, want to go back. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it because, yeah, there was just too much 
crazy awesomeness going on in the NFL. So crazy awesomeness. Yes, which we will dive into. And in, yeah, I mean, when the Bears get the number one overall pick, it's already awesome. But there was like it, it had to rely on a few factors. So, yeah. Who are you going to blow it on? The pick. You know, normally I would not be as excited as I am, but the fact that they had already blown up their front office and there's a new general manager, I have a renewed sense of optimism <laughs> because if it was if if Ryan Pace was still calling the shots in there, I would already I would be like you. I'd be like, yay, we have the number one overall pick and we'll find some way to completely mess it up and not have it work out. But <laughs> You know, I know. You know what? I'm gonna, uh, which, <laughs> the irony, and I've talked about this before, is that the new GM name is very, very similar to the previous one with the same initials and RP and Ryan Poles, and I'm like, oh my gosh. But hopefully, <laughs> Poles is better <laughs> than Pace, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And he is a former player, so I'm like, all right, maybe a better evaluator of talent. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but we'll we'll get into the NFL uh, crazy awesomeness in just a little bit. I wanted to bring up that poor Colin Morikawa tied the largest 54-hole collapse in PGA Tour history after entering the final round of the Century Tournament of Champions out there on Maui with a six-shot advantage. Unfortunately, he imploded basically did what the Cardinals do every year. And oh, no, you did <laughs> I know. Too I'm sorry, soon, Colin. Bruh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And John Rahm, who was, I'm sure everyone that put a lot of money on John Rahm, though, because he was the favorite to win it all. They were probably like, sweet, bet on the favorite. And for once in golf, he actually won. So he did win. And <laughs> it's just... Oh my gosh. Made nine birdies and an eagle on Sunday to shoot 10 under 63 and rally from as many as nine strokes behind during the final round to edge the 54-hole leader, Colin Morikawa, by two strokes. So I'm just... And it was was so... It was such a bummer, like, reading about this because, like, you know, asking... The reporter's asking Colin Morikawa about how he felt, and he just basically said, sadness. Like, I don't... He said, quote, I don't know. It sucks. You work so hard and you give yourself these opportunities and just bad timing on bad shots and kind of added up really quickly. And hey, we know how... Us us normal golfers... That happens on one hole. Yeah, we're like, we know how that (laughs) feels. But when you have that type of, like, talent... And it even says that Morikawa joined a dubious list of nine players who have squandered a 54-hole six-shot lead in tour history. The most recent being Scotty Scheffler at last year's tour championship. So that's kind of one of those lists in professional sports that you don't want to be in. It's like the one Timmy's on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, Colin uh, found himself there. So basically, so he did tie the largest 54-hole collapse in PGA Tour history. And he played the first 67 holes bogey-free and tacked on three front nine birdies on Sunday to extend his lead to as many as nine, but then bladed a bunker shot over the green at 14 that led to his first bogey of the tournament, chunked a pitch at 15, and added a third straight bogey at 16. So it was just... And it, so it wasn't even the entire day on Sunday. He just was three doing holes. fine. And then... It's just John Rom. You know what? John Rom lights out. He just... He shot lights out, and Colin, you know... What is it? If he, it, Going on what you just said, three bogeys, he was three over. 
I mean, that's not a bad day at it's the park. Not, but the fact that like, but that's the crazy like how much that margin of like how small that right. margin of error is in the PGA tour with but, these pros that he had this lead and now from our standpoint we're like, Oh, that's not that bad bad a few bogeys and you know, overall you finished fine. But then when you have when they put you I mean, down you on this list shot. for a 54-hole collapse, like that's how small that margin of error is for these guys, and how good, yeah, someone like a John Rom just had to shoot. Because you have to put out, it this basically. way. Let, okay, let's say it. Let, let's just e- easy math here, folks. Let's say Colin had a a, a six-stroke league at, at lead, league lead <laughs> at let's say six under, right? And then John Rom was shooting just even par, just even. You're essentially saying John Rom had to shoot seven under at least, right? I mean, think about that to win. And then Colin had bad, bad day, three over, so he's still at three under. You know what I mean? Like John Rom, how much did he win by? I think it said two over Colin, two so strokes. You, so yeah, he he essentially. I mean, so he shot basically um, five under for the day. That's it's it's not a. I don't know that 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 quote that headline of biggest largest collapse. I get it, but I don't know. It's a little misleading. It's 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 he basically shot three over when he had a. I don't think a, it's a, misleading at all. Like I said, in this world, that's you can't. If he had a nine be stroke that lead, far ahead and then bogey. It'd like be those like last few times. Like I would I would get it if if Colin say was six under and John Rahm was like three over and then all of a sudden John Rahm came back and win one. I'd be like, okay, that's a collapse though. But like three over, and then you know, John Rom just had to shoot lights out. I'm like, eh. more props to John Rom than anything. Like, yeah, I mean, they even out fire. on the final, the final day. So just in round four, John Rom was ten under, and then Colin finished at one under, which the total put John Rom that finished at twenty seven under and Colin at twenty five under. So yeah, by two strokes, ouch, just that mm. edge. But that final round. Ooh. Ooh. I like Colin. He's one of my favorite golfers. I know golfers you out had right actually now. said like, like I remember when we started talking about it last week. He's my week. dude right yeah, now. Yeah, you're like, like I'm cheering for Colin. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's why I, I say I blame you. You're the one that messed it up. Oh my bad. It's that Allen. <laughs> it's that Allen jeans. Unfortunately, he will not be here this weekend. Sony Open in Hawaii. He's not. I don't think so. I mean, looking at I didn't get a chance to look at the full list, but I'm looking at the odds right now and the fact that he's not even on this top. Two, four, Why six, eight, playing? nine um, leaders in this tournament. I'm like, that's weird that he wouldn't be on the top. Because right now, what I'm looking at is this is odds via BetMGM. The favorites who win the Sony Open in Hawaii this week, which starts on Thursday and runs through Sunday, is Tom Kim at twelve to one, followed by who? Su- I know Sunjay Im is at fourteen to one, and then Jordan Spieth, a name that everyone is familiar with, even if you're not completely a golf fan. Uh, third favorite at 16 to 1 followed by Hideki Matsuyama at 18 to 1 last year's Sony Open champion but yeah Colin I mean if you look on here he's not on here so he's probably I'm surprised one of the, a lot of the players from the century didn't come just fly on over and stay here it's always been that way though it's, it's like they all play there but now even more so you can expect that because we talked about it last week and being elevated the, yeah that now century is an elevated tournament meeting it's basically about triple the purse of the Sony Open purse. It went up from eight million last year till now fifteen million as that elevated event. So a lot of the other players will be like, meh. Yeah, which is weird. You would think they would come, but I guess they just want to relax. Because for the and- longest time the Sony Open was 
the one everyone wanted because that was the kickoff to the season. Um, this is then I know they had like what they at the time was called tournament of champions, right? It was just only the champ the winners of any of the tournaments the previous year played in the tournament of champions. Well, I mean, century is technically the same thing. Tournament of champions, yeah. I just it's funny that both of them wouldn't be elevated. I always thought that way, like when because like this is your first event where everyone in the PGA can play in. But see, the ele- I think they limit the elevated ones. I forget what did we talk about last week. But it it's really not that surprising though because Kapalua has always been the one. Even before, way long before there was any inclination of elevated, like you would always have your the stars. Because I think Tiger would come. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Tiger and Lefty they played a couple of times, but they would never, ever, 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 ever come to Sony. So that's the weird thing. Like you always would have the the stars of golf that would tend to golf there, but they wouldn't come here. Yeah. And he's, I mean Colin is technically a star. He's won two majors, so <laughs> he's he's and up he just there. got married. Like he's he's living the best life right now. Like I just be Except like Except hey. for imploding. Why why? You don't really know how to kick a man when he's down. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Rude. I'm sorry, Colin. <laughs> Can't wait for you to make a mistake here. Whatever, I shoot eagles and hole in ones all the time, so I don't know what it's like. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Like I go out there easy. Like I went out for to watch. Like, a bo- I went out to watch Boss Lady. For uh, how a little did Boss bit. Lady do? Uh, they had their practice round yesterday for the official pro am. So. Um, Apparently, so you're with a team, right? So, so the way that the official pro am works is you have a team of four normal people <laughs> to say the least and so and then with the four you get a pro that golfs with you on the front nine which it's basically their practice round that's why so one pro that golfs with you on the front nine and then a different pro that golfs on the back nine and so but they let you go out and golf yesterday just so that if you've never golfed Wiley before or something you, that's your practice round but the obviously the pros don't golf with you you can or can't bring your caddy <laughs> So Which, that guy named so, so the guy named Chris. <laughs> that's what we So she brought her caddy, but if anyone's not familiar with uh, the style the, no, the <laughs> style of golf for the Sony Open in Hawaii and the Pro Am and everything, like you have to walk the course. You don't use golf carts, you have to walk. Did Chris not know this? I'm pretty sure they knew, but <laughs> so the other two people that they were golfing with for the practice or three people, two of them did have the, no all three of them yeah all three of them had the you know the cart the push cart that you put your golf bag in only only boss lady had her caddy <laughs> but boss lady's oh, caddy boss lady's caddy had to actually carry her bag which isn't far fetched technically because in the actual Sony Open their caddies carry or even in just competitions the PGA Tour their caddies don't use the roller yes. thing they all carry the bag so it's technically how it's actually done in the professional sports world. But again, well, this is not professional. This is the normal people, even though Boss Lady is a very, very good golfer. But it was just kind of funny that... <laughs> bougie Boss Lady. Here you go. Here's, like, a pra- here's a practice round. I'm still bringing my caddy. <laughs> I don't carry my own clubs. <laughs> no, but the fact that her caddy didn't actually had to carry her clubs, didn't have the push thing. Was y'all... 
Hobbit. No, he's he's good because he has a good attitude and he's he's just excited. And he was posting videos, yeah, shooting darts. He's Boss excited. lady shooting it was, darts. It was a nice day. It, it was a bit hot, but it was still a, it was a nice day. The wind. We weren't there for too long, but while we were there, the wind was almost almost non-existent. So I'm not sure how it was when you kind of loop around closer to the water because we were at the what is considered the Sony Open 18th hole. Um, so in that area, there was basically no wind. So the 18th was, is the W, right? The palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like in wild like terms, light, it's, whole, a, it's a like, different yeah. hole. So that's why I have to reference it as Sony Open 18, where all that drama happened last year. And I can only hope it happens this year. Well, this is crazy. I, I still have my a Sony Open odds on. And then it's like the odds are changing as we speak. Like just 30 seconds ago, Tom Kim was 11 to 1. And now he went back at 12 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> kind of love how everything changes in real time but anyway so uh i'm gonna she, take boss lady yeah she's the only woman on this team of four and so she gets to you know tee off from the closer tee and the way that the format is is everyone gets to you know hit their drive and you play for the from the best drive and on and then you play your own ball after you play from the best drive so apparently she was doing really well i talked to one of one of the other guys and they were like yeah Basically, she she hits straight like every pretty much every single time. And since she gets to tee off closer, he said it's from what he guesstimates, it would probably it's probably equivalent to like a men's like 400 yard drive. So they're all stoked. They're like, all right. Like, we they got a great go. golf. That's like, <laughs> like when we go golfing with uh, my my wife's uh, friend's parents. Um, my and eh, auntie, she just. Dead center every time. Doesn't hit far though. Just just dead center That's every me. time. And, and no no no. So like she whips our butts. Like she's shooting under par and stuff because she just she's just dead center. Doesn't care about distance as long as she just goes dead center. And uh, yep, she she whips us up and down the course. And That's I'm like, funny. I haven't golfed with you yet. Yeah. Yeah, we did. A long time ago. One, the, no, the tournament was uh, the first HPU oh. Sharks tournament. Yeah. The one, yeah. you know, I wasn't invited to the second one. Oh. You wanted to do uh, the, yeah, all, did the all, all women. female team yep. and, and, yep. With and Boss Lady. <laughs> with Boss Lady. And I just sat in here going, hey, it worked out though for her. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll switch from <laughs> golf and we'll get into the beautiful thing that is football. American football, that is, since I have to make sure I preference it every time we have Alan in the studio. American football. When we come back, next on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. You don't write, and I've been waiting for your call. Welcome back to all of you. Oh, squeak there a little bit. You, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia. Oh, and you know what's so beautiful? It's double rainbow beautiful. Look, is it so double rainbow? In the sunshine and rainbow land that the Chicago Bears are on the clock with the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Woo! 
looking at me like, why am I not joining? Come on, in Alan, on this? it's your team too. Oh yeah, my Let bad. I forgot. I forgot. I'm, I'm, my bad. Woo! And th- okay. I forgot. I was. I. You know what? You're right. I don't know where my mind was. I forgot. Gosh. I was. I was the Bears' number on. one fan. I know. I mean, well, number, number two, two fan. Okay. Number two okay. fan. Okay. My good, fault. Good, good, I. Good told, I don't know what I was thinking. I forgot. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, the it was like beautiful awesomeness slash craziness. Just a whole lot of stuff that was going on yesterday. So, the Bears lost to the Vikings, which was to be expected, you know, and and you guys heard me all last week, like, okay, guys, we're cheering for the Bears to lose for once because then it would put that whole number one draft pick in the hands of the Houston Texans, who did end up winning. That's the crazy thing. They beat the Colts, which I thought they did, but the game was actually a lot closer than I had imagined it to be. They got off to a pretty good start, but the Colts ended up taking over the lead. And then the Texans scoring relative scoring a touchdown relatively late in the game to bring it closer, 29-31. The Colts still had the lead. And then Lovey Smith, who got a lot of criticism early on in the season for not being more risky in his play calling, he decides to go for two at the end of the game and not necessarily just kicking the point after to tie up the game and go to overtime. He goes for two, makes it. So there was about 50 seconds left, less than a minute of the game. So the Texans took the lead 32 to 31 over the Colts. And the rest, they say, is history with the Texans winning. So with the Bears losing earlier and the Texans win, that's what secured the Bears to get that number one overall pick in this upcoming draft. Now, the whole irony in case people aren't familiar with the Chicago Bears, but I know everyone that listens to this show, you know, you have you a have special to. place in the Bears for your in your heart. So Lovey Smith used to be the head coach of the Bears when they were like actually legitimately competitive for consecutive years and we're in the playoffs and Super Bowl and yada 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 so the fact that he was the coach of the Texans during this time and messed everything up there was a lot on social media including myself basically saying like wow thank you Lovey Smith you never forgot about your your Bears even though I the Bears kind of the Bears organization screwed him over because they fired him after he had a 10 win season but just because it was it was a time where it was different like this year where you have Tom Brady's like worst team he's ever played on making it into the playoffs because the records are so bad that year that Lovey got fired I mean 10 wins is 10 wins but just everyone was just that much better and had a better record. So the fact that he still was able to do this, uh, unfortunately for Lovey, though, the Texans ended up firing him after his first season as the Second head coach. Second year in a row they've done this. The f- I know. It's it's just ridiculous. And he had a depleted roster, no quarterback. I mean, Davis Mills isn't, like, horrendous, but still, it's not like someone you're like, ooh, I get a franchise quarterback, you know. And it's just, what is going on there in Houston? Yeah, year after year. But it also goes back to my whole theory about Jeff Saturday and the Colts. Like, a lot of people were upset that they didn't hire a, do a minority hire for interim head coaching position. But I'm like, hey, Jeff Saturday is a perfect guy to hire for the Colts. He's respected by Colts fans. So whatever he does, people aren't going to hate him. They're not going to hate the Colts. They'll just be like, eh. And then sure enough, he'll just be done. And then they can go hire a new head coach. You don't, you didn't want to see what is happening in Houston where you bring in a minority head coach and then they have. It's almost like they just did it to do it. 
yeah, they just have a bad season and then you fire them and then now you're angry that they're firing the minority head coach. So that's why I go, still go back to what I said about the coach hiring Jeff Saturday. Hey, they knew they can't, they will, people or their fans wouldn't be angry because everyone loves Jeff, Jeff Saturday if you're an Indy Colts fan and it ended up, you know, obviously their season didn't play out working out for them, but that whole coaching situation did. So yeah, Lovey Smith gets fired. Maybe he'll come back to the Bears in some capacity. <laughs> we love him now because he helped get us the... Well, we've, we've never stopped loving him, but it would just be... He can be welcomed back with open arms. Another awesome thing to happen yesterday... Packers? Yes. Yes. It was just pure joy. That's why I didn't get to watch the end of the Century Tournament of Champions because I'm like, this is just too awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm like reveling in... The Bears getting the I thought the Bears getting the number one overall pick was good enough for me, but no, the Lions beat the Packers twenty to sixteen and eliminate them from the playoffs. Goodbye, AA Ron Rodgers. Goodbye, goodbye. It's just, it's, it's funny how they imploded and uh, and what was what was Walker uh, um, the the linebacker uh, Quay Walker? Oh my gosh, what was he trainer? thinking? Because if I'm not mistaken, that penalty gave the Lions a first down, and they uh, and they ended up scoring on it, right? Yeah, and like well, something like that. The worst, I, the worst was like so he gets ejected, and then um, he there's video of him walking out in the tunnel, and he basically looks like a spoiled child who throwing the mom, a tantrum. Yeah, the mom told like took away your PlayStation or something, and he's just like takes off his helmet, and you can kind of see him lipping like I didn't do anything wrong, and he's like all like pouty, and it's like dude, he was pouty McPouty face. Yeah, like oh. literally, if you guys see the video, he looks like a child, like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum, even though him and if like the trainer basically did a basic like oh kind of like excuse me, you know I'm like. And hey, if you're a trainer and you're trying to get to a player, you don't even have to. You're you're excused from saying excuse me. Like you just kind of push. And he didn't push Quay hard. He was just kind of like tried to get in front of him to get to the player as you should, especially in football, especially from what we've seen that happened in recent events with Damar Hamlin. Like you're going to get to your players who are on the ground. And Quay Walker basically pushed that trainer from the back. And it was pretty forceful where he kind of like jerked forward and looked back and ugh. That was like just painful to watch. I'm like, I can't believe. Come on, man. You got to control. And then then you have people defending this guy like, oh, it's emotion, blah, 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 blah. Like, not emotions. No. Be a grown up. Yeah. Be an adult. That's not emotion. Be, be a human being. Yeah. Like, that. that's what it is. I I, I I appreciate that Walker, you know, tweeted a an apology. And it was a decent apology. It was like, look, I, I take full responsibilities. No excuse for what I did. I take all Everything headed my way because of this action. I, I can respect that because most people are still trying to make excuses. But uh, but that doesn't excuse you. But apparently, I haven't been able to look it up, though. It's not but the first time he's done yeah, something stupid like this. Apparently, he's kind of this yeah. type of guy, this type of player where it's, you know, like emotions would be Devontae Adams trying to make it his way to the tunnel. And then someone from his peripheral runs in front of him and he pushes him down. That's emotion after a game. Like the fact that, you know, the play is stopped. A trainer comes in front of you. You're, the, the down player is in front of you. And you're like, meh. <laughs> so he did say, right. This is, uh, again, Quay Walker tweeting an apologies for his action. He wrote, I want to apologize publicly for what about what happened Sunday night. I reacted off my emotions again, again is the keyword there, mm-hmm. and take full responsibility of making another stupid decision. 
another stupid decision. So he's admitting right then and there that this is not the first time he's made a boneheaded decision based off his quote-unquote everyone's favorite words, emotions, because everyone hides behind that. And he goes, I've since questioned myself on why I did, why I did, I do, why, why did I do what I did? Oh, that's a tongue twister. When the <laughs> trainer was doing his job, yes. I was wrong. I understand I have to face everything that comes with the decision I've made, and I'm definitely paying for it now. He added, I apologize to the Lions and their entire training staff in another tweet. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> What's that? How does and, that saying go? And don't get me wrong. I'm all about men showing their emotions. And, you know, it's not about that because I saw some of that stuff on social media. Like, oh, this is why men can't show their emotions because you guys attack them, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, this is a no. whole different type of emotion. You this wanna... is you need to control that because that is a professional trying to do their job, an important job, which was elevated recently. And you're just like, no. Your ego basically gets in the way like, dude, you push you air quote pushed me. So I'm going to push you back. Like, that's what it looked like. And he's just someone I, doing here, his here, job. Here, here's the thing, because I can say this because I'm a guy and I used to play sports. Guys, don't we don't emotions are nothing to us until we get in trouble. I'm just it's flat out the truth. I mean, not for everybody, but for majority, especially these professionals. Look, look at them. They only cry emotions or, you know, their stability when, when something goes wrong and they're in trouble. They're not, now all of a sudden they want to hide behind it. Um, th- this is a dumb mistake, an immature mistake. That's not emotions. That's immaturity, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's you not being a grown-up and an adult understanding the situation at hand. You got an injured player. Imagine if that was you and, you know, your trainer is getting to you and, and someone pushed your trainer trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. Put yourself in the other the other the other shoe, and you're not you're not gonna you're gonna view this thing completely different. So it's it's just look, you got caught being immature. Just say that, dude. Hey, immature moment for me. Stupid. No excuses. It's the second time, or this is it's happened multiple times. I really need to take a step here and and really look at myself in the mirror. The good thing is. The Packers are eliminated for the playoffs. <laughs> Take that, Kyle. Purple smiley devil face emoji. <laughs> and the Seahawks, which is kind of funny because the Seahawks are kind of like Kyle's second team. So because the Packers lost and got eliminated, the Seahawks are the team that made it in after they beat the Rams earlier in the day, 19 to 16. So now the NFL... NFL playoff bracket is set with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles getting the first round bye. So just to run through real quick, we have the on the AFC side, you have the Chargers going over to Jacksonville and then you have the Ravens, Bengals and the Dolphins to Otongo Vailoa, hopefully, and the Dolphins going over to the Buffalo Bills. So that's not exactly an easy task there and then on the nfc side you have the dallas cowboys and the tampa bay buccaneers which honestly that game could go either way the new york football giants and the minnesota vikings dude how is that brian dayball (laughs) kudos to that coach man like turning around the giants and now they're in the playoffs like i'm like what ac's gonna be unbearable i was gonna say he's gonna be i bet bet you he's wearing his i bet you i can almost guarantee so ac has these uh New York Giants Nike shoes. Like, literally, no, they're New York Giants. They have yeah. the logo and everything on it. I guarantee you he's going to be wearing that with his his stupid New York Giants polo. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> Probably. So, And you know what? That's a very winnable but, but game to, for but, the Giants. But just to be their fair, he deserves so it, right? Oh, yeah. 
he can go on. Like, I'm going to be that obnoxious if and when the Bears ever make it back into the playoffs. Good so. thing we don't have to worry about that for a while. Hey. I mean, uh, that's, it, I mean, it's going to happen uh, next year because I'm their number two fan. Bears, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It's and awful. the the probably the biggest uh, or pro- the most looked forward to game in Hawaii will be that NFC slate with the Seahawks and the 49ers. You couldn't draw it up any better. And that game, my friends, are is on Saturday. So the Seahawks and the 49ers actually start the playoff slate in the wild card round. So that game is on, at 11.30 on Saturday. This, oh my gosh. I when, he, when that matchup came out, I'm like, wow. Wow. And if you guys aren't familiar with just the rivalry between those teams and then how many fans in Hawaii are fans of both teams. That's going to be quite the scene at some of the bars although, out here. Although I haven't seen as many Seahawks yeah, like, they're not like they're good and they flags like to disappear. and jer- jerseys and shirts as I used to when, you know, they were really good. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that matchup. Um, and, and I think just seeing, seeing the Cowboys have the opportunity to demolish Tom Brady would really is intriguing to me too. I hope so. I wouldn't count it out though. Dallas only favored by three at the moment. That game is, we got to wait for that game though. That game is going to be on Monday, Monday. at three fifteen. Yeah. So we got to wait for that, but still the full slate, the Niners, by the way, 10 point favorite over the Seahawks, but we will definitely get into more throughout the week. When we come back, we will just wrap the show up with the biggest game happening today. The CFP championship coming up next on wake up in the den. This is like the, I love this song. like never gets old. It's like just the perfect music, voice. You know when you hear songs that are just put together like perfectly and then it drops. Can't wait to see them in concert like- again. <laughs> I'm like listening to the songs. I'm like trying to see like, okay, how does this por- like how can I make this fit with the Rams and Sean McVay right now? Like, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, that lyric kind of makes sense with that that the whole relationship. Oh, I'm like, Sean oh, McVay. God. Again, there's going to be a lot of um, places for Jim Harbaugh to go find a job because there's going to be a lot of vacancies. Well, as Sean McVay contemplates what to do. So here's I I was listening to the show before us, a uh, brand new show actually from the Visa Network as uh, there's a partnership now with Sports Map and uh, they were talking about Sean McVay and I agree with this one take and I don't know where you sit on it but I but I agree with it Sean McVay here here's the deal if if you're gonna if if you're gonna commit commit for five don't commit for one if you're only mm-hmm. thinking about the next year do do us a favor there's the door that's true just go if you're gonna be here commit to us. Because we got to blow this thing up and start over. So we want to know, you're, are, you're either going to ride with us or you're not. Don't leave us hanging on these one-year deals because it's not fair to us, not fair to the players, not fair to the organization. We appreciate everything you've done for us. You got us the Super Bowl. But that way of doing things where we blow up the system just to get those one pieces and we, we pretty much hand, you know handcuff ourselves mm-hmm. financially, you know those days are gone. we got to blow this thing up and we got to start over from scratch. And that's the only thing, way we're going to be successful for the future to come. So if you don't want to be a part of it, fine, but but let us know now. Don't do, don't like oh I'll come back for one. Don't be wishy washy. If you got a better deal on the TV side and yeah. you think you're gonna be less stressed, trust me, you're not. 
That's the thing. People think that going into broadcast is going to be a lot less stressful. It's not. Unless you really don't do your job correctly, then okay, maybe. Like, if you rely just on others to do your job for you, of course, then of course it's not stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but Sean, do the Rams a favor. You owe it to them. Make that commitment or don't. I agree. And let them know now. I agree. What- At least a minimum of three. Yeah, I think and- five is a lot. Um, I think three. Three is a reasonable meet in the middle. I don't one, know. One, I, I don't I agree. know. Three's hard too, though, because you got to realize Sean McVay was a part of all these deals: the Stafford deals, the getting rid of Goff, the Gurleys. They all off a brand new restructured contract, and then also an outright cut them. They're cap, they're they're cash, uh, not cash, cap strapped right now because of these decisions. Sean McVay is a big part of that. Yeah, he got the Super Bowl, but this is the repercussion of that moment right now. So either commit to get us out of this and we start over or just don't be a part of it. Three years, you're still in the midst of it. So you're leaving the next coach hanging. I still think three. I think you can at least – it's not like college football. Like NFL football, you can turn around a team a lot quicker than college. So I think three is a reasonable, um, I guess, let's meet in the middle type of a thing. But anyways, I don't want to get too far into this. We gotta talk about the bigger game, Allen. Who cares about the Rams? We already talked about the Bears. That's the most important it's team. It's crazy that the Super Bowl Gosh. champs are not in it, and then also they might go with the head coaching change here. That's crazy. But still, by the way, oh yeah, to wrap up our NFL talk, uh, just the NFL futures Super Bowl winning odds are out, and the Chiefs, no surprising, are at the top at plus three fifty, followed by the Bills at four to one, and on the NFC side, we have the third favorite at with the Eagles at five to one, which I'm like, what? No. So the Chiefs favored over the Bills to win the Super Bowl. All right. So coming up today, though, we got that plate lunch going all in. TCU money line, baby. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Put it, I, roll it, roll it. I'm like, you know what? Roll it. We're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go bigger. We go, and I'm like, I know they're at the moment as it stands. TCU is a 13 and a half point dog. But the money line sitting at plus 350, Georgia at minus 450. I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're a team of destiny. I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to be along for that ride. And I'm I'm still going to always agree to disagree with Allen in terms of the Heisman winner because I think Caleb is Caleb Williams is the reason why. What's Caleb Williams doing right now? USC even won. But because – did you see that TCU defense? Max Duggan has a defense that at least can back up the offense. So, it hasn't anyways, always been there all don't year. Don't want to get into this debate. I'm don't just Don't want to get into this debate. Right, roll it. Let's go. We are rolling Wait, with TCU. But can I just say this though? Just okay. last, last, <laughs> last chance to let before we we set this in stone here. I did hear though on the previous show too that made a lot of sense to me. If you're gonna pick the dogs, you take the under. So or if you oh, take I'm the staying, under, I'm staying so, away from the line. No, no. I just so, wanted, so yeah, I wanted so if you take the under, the you take the dogs too. Like oh. at the you, at the minus thirteen, kind of got me to think a little bit. But here's what I'm saying: I'm stamping it with you, Kuala. I am TCU line and TCU money line. I mean, spread and line. Well, duh. (laughs) Well, no, because the dogs could still cover. Yeah, I guess. Okay, you're going with the dogs too. Okay. By the way, so this would be a Georgia repeat, by the way, as they did win last year. So just a little fun fact, since 1990, only three teams have won consecutive national titles, none during the current CFP era. Nebraska in 94-95, USC in 03-04, but there are asterisks to that. And Alabama, lastly, in 2011 and 2012, which come in full circle, Georgia head coach Kirby Smart was an assistant coach for the Crimson Tide during those back-to-back national titles. So, can he be the one to repeat and be the first to repeat in the CFP era 
we'll see later today. Game time starts at 2.30. Go Frogs! Yeah, we're going with the Horn Frogs and purple. I'm wearing purple today, baby, for Alan Mia. I'm Kule Agbayani. Have a good day. Mahalo for listening. Bye! Home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.